All right, episode 33. Uh, some quick orders of business. First, thank you to Adam's dad for the crown peach. I'm not partaking, I'm sorry. Just trying to stay off the booze for a little while. It's been a long sure. summer, man. Oh, I thought it was just because you're like on call. On call for what? What job? The baby. Fatherhood? That too, I mean. <laughs> can't really show up. I mean, I guess I could, but it wouldn't be a good impression. It'd probably that's, call CPS before the baby comes out. That's oh, always, we got a drunk father over here. <laughs> that's what I was worried about. Like, you have a few beers and you go, oh shit, now I got to drive to the fucking yeah. hospital and stay up all night. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a good excuse if you get pulled over. Like, sir, why are you swerving? I got a baby on the way. I got a baby on the way. Allie, act, act like you're in labor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, 33, I believe, is the episode. Uh, so, yeah, thanks to Crown Beach. Be sure to check out the website, threestarrecruits.com. Why the fuck is he smirking over there? He's trying to silently raise his microphone. Oh, God forbid I smile in this room without someone being like, why are you smiling <laughs> over you're there? you're mischievous, we know. <clears throat> All right, threestarrecruits.com for the website. We have blogs, we have sports betting advice, we have daily fantasy advice, which I cashed last week. Did you cash? Did you, you cashed. Did you mm-hmm. cash? Daily fantasy? For DK? DraftKings? Um, yes. Well, I lost like five bucks in the end, I think. Oh. It was close. If you see Dan, just double check with him. I did once, but just ask him if he hates money because he, oh, I forgot to put the lineup in. He did win last week. Nah, he told me he didn't put the lineup in. He forgot he, to put a lineup in because they drove two hours somewhere. Oh, he, he sent me a picture. He won like 100 bucks. So I don't know what he ended Either up doing. Way, he said, a, oh, my, he didn't put your lineup. He he texted me. He's like, look, I did it all on my own. No, Jesus. <laughs> Fuck you, Dan. Anyway. It's aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Vlogs are up. Sports betting. So a bit of news. We talked about it off air last week. So I'll make it official this week. Technically, collectively, as three-star recruits, we have a second podcast now. It's called DFS Units. It is on Apple. It's on Spotify and all the other platforms as well. I will not be putting this on YouTube. It'll be a 10, 15-minute. It's, it's a great 10, 15-minute listen. Yeah, it's just 10, 15 minutes to the point brief of my picks daily, possibly. I don't know if it's going to be an everyday thing. It's really going to depend on like what's going on. Like, I'm not going to upload a 10-minute episode for the French Open if there's nothing else going on. <laughs> you didn't Sorry. put anything on it? No. Uh, so, yeah, DFS units, it's 10, 15 minutes. Actually, I think the longest one right now is like 11 minutes, 13 say, minutes. 13. Yeah. So, check it out. I'm one for one for today's two picks. I split. So, yeah, there's my business. Let's get into things. We have Stat Boy. Hello. Across the way, off the air. Have you picked up any pussy yet? Because people are mysteriously wondering what that voice is over there in our videos. Have I, you have you used it as a pickup line? Like, I'm that voice off camera. <laughs> no, but I, I'm, I'm going to try it man. now. Is that a challenge? Yes. Accepted. It's like Batman, but step man. Yeah, we're going to need an update on that. <laughs> Your light goes in the air. It's just numbers. Yeah. Uh, building the brand over here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the Polish rifle. Oh, yeah. We've got white chocolate chip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's just just me, Kyle. Sometimes when I want to fall asleep, I'll just cut to parts where I know Russ is talking. Just hear those soothing, deep, <laughs> rip sounds that come out. <laughs> Should I make like 
Just like a 15-minute cut sleep of assistant just, videos. Or yeah, something. like read yeah. me a bedtime story and the, send it on ASMR message. stuff. We'll get with three, the waterfall in the background. Three-star recruit app, but it's just Russ making yeah. bedtime noises. Reading lullabies. <laughs> I could do that. Yeah. Read children's books. Yeah. Next Green podcast, eggs and ham. <laughs> you know, I think it's a little underrated, the level of sometimes awkwardness sitting on this side of the table is because there's one of me looking at three of you. But whenever, whenever I say something that's maybe off color or not right, I get all six eyes on me, zeroed in at once. And I know, I know when I'm not spot on. So, Or when your phone goes off and we see that shit eating grin come across your face. What did I say? Don't, oh. don't hate the player, hate the game. How's the oh. love fern, by the way? I had to water it. <laughs> Is it getting bigger? Swelling quickly. Oh my God. He's referring to a cactus. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. I hope. Um, <laughs> let's see. NHL draft. NHL draft was, is going on, was going on. Yeah. I don't know if it's done yet. I heard the second round took like four hours today. So. <laughs> so round one was last night. That's the one most people care about. And then rounds two through, I don't know, seven or whatever happened today, during the day. Um, Rather anticlimactic. Um. Kind of what you expected. Uh, the first three were as I expected, 100%. So I've mentioned Alexi Lafreniere a few times. He went number one. He is a uh, generational superstar. He's already gone. Got a lot of comparisons to Sidney Crosby. So he was drafted by the Rangers, one overall. Hey, stop you there real quick because Russ and I texted a few times last night. When he got picked, so Lafreniere's 6'2", 200. Stands up to hug his family, and Russ texts me. He's like, "Dude, his dad must be a brick shit house. His, he must be six six, like bigger two than his seven. Dad. His dad was a mountain. His dad was huge. They showed his stat, Lafreniere's stats. Yeah, six two, whatever. And like he said, the the whole family stood up, and his dad was towering over him. I'm like, if he's six two, his dad's like at least six six. It's a monster. It's crazy. Um, so Lafreniere. Generational talent went to the Rangers. The Rangers are going to be must see hockey for the first time in a long time this year. So that was my next question: Do they have other pieces there that can, they can put around him? Yeah, they've they've stocked up on young talent the last couple of years. Yeah. They had the second overall pick last year. They brought in a few big free agents. They hit the jackpot with a late round goalie in Shesterkin a couple of years ago. Um, they're going to be a contender rather quickly. So, well, good for the yeah. city of New York. It's about yeah. damn time. Yep. Um, so the next two guys, Quentin Byfield and Tim Stutzel, Stutzle. I don't know. I heard it pronounced yeah. like three different ways. Stutzel, last night, a German kid. We knew they were going two and three. It was just a matter of who went where. Who went where? So L.A. picked Byfield second, uh, a big center, six five, six six, something like that. Highest drafted African American player in NHL history, second overall. Sweet. Um, and Stutzel went third to the Ottawa Senators. Um, this whole coronavirus situation, um, having to play in the bubble, has caused financial strain, I guess I'll say, for lack of a better term, for all teams. So the salary cap, which has gone up every year for a, a long time, goes up about, I don't know, between one and a half and three million every year 
they've said it's basically going to remain flat for the next couple of years. It's Be- probably a good idea. Because of that, I expected a lot more trades, uh, cap cap strapped teams trying to unload players in the draft. Uh, you know, a, a draft pick for a a player making who's maybe overpaid kind of situation, and that didn't happen. Um. There's been a couple trades the last couple of days, but overall I thought the last two days were going to be chaotic, yeah. and they just weren't. It almost felt like the GMs forgot, like, free agency starts on yeah tomorrow, Friday? It's Friday. Free Friday. agency starts Friday. <laughs> this is Wednesday night, and we're recording. So usually there is eh, a couple more days between the draft and free agency, but next couple of weeks could be chaotic. Yeah, yeah with obviously a lot of teams just getting out of the bubble within the last yeah. couple of weeks. It's, it's a quick turnaround for everything, so. Um, and I don't know how much the GM – I don't know if – I assume all the GMs were kind of in the bubble with them, but I don't know how much – obviously they had – there's not much they could do in the bubble. Obviously mm-hmm. your team's there, but, I mean, they had to have been watching video and shit. Yeah. So there have been a couple of small moves. Um, yesterday before the draft, um, Max Domi was traded for Josh Anderson – that's a Columbus Montreal swap. Wasn't there a goalie traded out of Pittsburgh? Yep. So goalies, goalies <laughs> seem to be the Taylor. <laughs> dumpster fire. Goalies <laughs> seem to be the talk of the NHL right now. So there's a, been a few moves. Yeah, Pittsburgh has had. Well, they've gone from Mark Andre Fleury, um, asking him to trade or uh, waive his no trade clause so they could put him in the Vegas expansion because they had Matt Murray. Then Matt Murray was their starter, and Tristan Jari. I assume they drafted him. I, I yeah, believe. I think so. Tristan Jari has since taken over the starting role for Matt Murray. So they signed Tristan Jari the other day, which basically made Matt Murray expendable. So he was traded to Ottawa today for, I think, like a second or third rounder. <laughs> um, he's a guy I was hoping Buffalo would be in on, especially at that price. But he was not. I think Buffalo needs to be in on somebody. They need a goal. <laughs> or they're only somebody, and Eichel's going to be like, I'm out. This next yeah. year is going to be rather critical yeah. for yeah. Eichel's happiness. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And they got a guy in the draft to pro- not help this year, but two years down the road. Yeah, so they they drafted Jack Quinn, eighth overall, and in – Typical Buffalo fashion, as soon as they drafted him, there was already people pissed off about it, questioning it, because Marco Rossi was okay. available. Rossi, it's basically known that he's the better overall player. And they were teammates. Yep. Where? Rossi, Ottawa 67s. Yeah, major. Juniors. Canadian, Canadian so, major. Yeah, junior so Quint, Quinn and Rossi were teammates there. Yep. So they passed on Rossi, who people believe will be the better overall player, but Jack Quinn, they think, is the better pure goal scorer. Not necessarily overall player. Uh, so the advantage to that is Quinn's a guy you could put on Eichel's wing or, or Dylan Cousins' wing and probably will rack up goals. But if you have to spread these guys out through the lineup, Jack Quinn probably can't necessarily drive his own line. That's right. the question. Whereas Marco Rossi potentially could. I don't know. 18, 19-year-old kids, so time will tell on that <laughs> yeah. one. It's always hard with the NHL because there's always – you know, right. three guys that play next year. Everybody else you might see the following year, year after. Yeah. Uh, so keeping with the goalie theme, 
we've been watching that situation in Vegas. Um, so Vegas did officially sign Robin Leonard to a five-year, five million per deal. So he is clearly their starting goalie now, which makes Mark Andre Fleury expendable. So I expect him to be traded, bought out, something, not in a yeah. Vegas uniform. Right. There's a there's a lot of big name goalies yep. available for free agency. So yep. so as Sabres fans, you too. Would you like to see Fleury in Buffalo? I mean, um, maybe, maybe they they need a. I think they need a veteran goalie, but someone to step in with. Um, if they signed him on a short term deal, like a two year deal, I'd be okay with it. But they need to find. He, he's clearly past his prime. Is he serviceable for next few <laughs> years? Yes. Buffalo needs to try it. They need to attempt to find their goalie of the future, though. And he, right. and he is nobody's goalie of the future. Um, so if it were a short-term deal, sure, I'd take him. He'd add a little stability there this coming season. But overall, he doesn't excite me. Um, they got to hope Pekka Uka lining hands out. Yep. Is that how you say it? That's not That's even close, not close no, is it? No. <laughs> Uka Pekka Lukanen. Uka Pekka Lukanen. <laughs> I was and close. It was there. Maybe it's on the briefcase. <laughs> the other news. So, Braden Holtby. Braden Holtby had a down year this past year with Washington. Um, over the last five or six years, he's been one of the best goalies in the NHL. He is basically Washington's letting him walk to free agency. And the rumor is, uh, we spoke about Henrik Lundqvist being bought out by the Rangers. Yep. The rumor is Lundqvist and the Washington Capitals have a deal in place. They can't make it official until... Uh, free agency starts on Friday. But it sounds like Henrik Lundqvist is going to Washington, which, in my opinion, is probably the perfect scenario for the aging veteran to start and chase the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah, he's obviously they're always a cup contender, make playoffs at least. So Washington does have the young kid, the young Russian goalie. Uh, uh, shit, I'm forgetting his name now. Samson. They're going to – they. <laughs> That doesn't sound very Russian. They will, they will be <laughs> splitting. Let's drink stop puck. Very good time. <laughs> so I don't think Lundqvist was just the automatic starter. I do expect them to kind of split probably a you know 50%, 50%. Uh, I'm going to try to look his name up real quick. Yeah, but, overall, obviously a lot will happen here in the next couple yeah, days. But Yeah, free agency starts Friday. The draft wasn't as exciting as I expected. Free agency I do think will be. Uh, I didn't watch it. Was it crazy. similar to the, how the NFL did it? So, so there's – it was kind of awkward. Ilya Samsonov, by the way, who is uh, 23 years old. He's Washington's goalie of the future. So I think he and Lundqvist will be splitting starts. <coughs> Gary Bettman was – Gary Bettman's the NHL commissioner. He was, I think, at NHL – he was either NHL headquarters or the NHL network yeah, headquarters. I don't, I don't know which one. Uh, hosting it. Virtually, all the teams were at various locations. Most of them were on in, Zoom. Were in their arena. They just like unmute yeah. their mics. Yeah, uh, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, we'll take we'll take the next pick. <laughs> so Bet- Batman would introduce, you know, first overall pick going to the Rangers, and then the video would cut to the Rangers boardroom. They would make the announcement. Uh, that's one thing the NHL does different. They don't hand a card off to the commissioner like the NFL. So in the NFL, the commissioner has yeah, he reads it. They submit it, and he reads all the picks. Uh-huh. The NHL has always done it differently, where they bring team representatives up on stage, and somebody from the team 
I like can that. E- can either be the GM, the coach. Sometimes they'll bring in a guest, yeah. maybe a player that just retired, and somebody from the team will make the announcement. I like they do that in the later rounds of the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so the NHL does this. Maybe when they kick Goodell's <laughs> ass out of the league, <laughs> they can start doing it that way. Um, much like the NFL draft, they had video cameras in some of the top players' homes or wherever they were. Some of them were, you know, running out restaurants or whatever. Some of those cameras were absolutely shitty. They looked like horrible webcams. <laughs> Did they? I texted him. He had already not turned any, it off. Not on NFL budget, apparently. <laughs> he, had, he had turned it off already. It was like pick 22. I just flipped back over to see where they were at. And they're like, I, I forget. I don't even know who it was. They're, they made their pick. And they're like, all right, let's watch the reaction from the player. It caught. It was 15 seconds. And he's just sitting on the couch. And they're like, all right. And they just went back. It was like 15 seconds. It was on that much of a delay. That it wasn't like working. Oh Maybe that was his reaction. Like, yeah. Oh my god, it actually happened. <laughs> I got to go there and play. That's not how this it was, was supposed it, to happen. It, it when you get drafted to the Browns, fifteen seconds of oh yeah. no. Yeah, it was like they didn't have good. It's like you could have cut that a little bit quick. I don't know. It was. There, there's also rumor from a few people that this was not live last night. Oh, that it was recorded well, either earlier in the day or maybe even the day before. Oh, that's interesting. I struggle to think they would keep s- s- all that information secret. You right. would think somebody would Someone would be tweeting or something. some of that news, but that's the rumor is that it was actually pre-recorded and I saw a couple of people commenting on Twitter that they were like I hadn't thought of that, but now that you say that it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, and not not that they obviously the NHL couldn't do this, but obviously Every player that they showed in their house, like one of the parents would run and get the hat or the jersey of that team. So I don't know if the NHL set, sent that. Obviously, a few of them they, mm-hmm. you know, like with Lafreniere, like you could have sent you could like, you could have sent the top three jerseys and been fine. You know, yeah. you know it, it's. But, but later on, like there was a guy at like fifteen that you could see the dad and the mom was like going to get the hat. Yeah, but it, so it was very weird. Yeah, like I said, the NHL could have sent every team's hat. To the house, but yeah. I mean, it's like college signing day, though. They've got the hats, they know the teams that they've been talking to. But they don't talk draft, to the stars though. and so, but, then the avalanche, and then all of a sudden the Red Wings. Yeah, but I don't know how much they because there was it's a kid last yeah. night. Derek Jeter got drafted by the Yankees, never talked to him. There's a kid got drafted last night, and he ended up being he wasn't even in the top 100 of anybody's board, and he drafted like 28th overall. Really, it's a bold, yeah. it's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> it was. That's so, a really bold strategy. Did you know yeah. that about Jeter, though? I did not. He thought he was going to be a Cincinnati Red. I know more about his gift bags. That's more my style. Oh, boy. That is your style. <laughs> How different baseball oh. would have been if Jeter went to the Reds. Yeah. That would have been weird. Yeah. Um, I still would have hated it, the Yankees. <laughs> the only... <laughs> Why the fuck do you hate the Yankees? They're not even in the National League. They haven't played the Braves since 99. Like, what's your hang-up? I think it's just everybody. We grew up here in New York, and everyone just talks like they are every year. They're God. You can't beat them. I'm a Yankee fan. I don't talk like that. Uh, not everybody, but most. Ninety-five percent. The vast majority do. Though. <laughs> How many World you, Series do the Braves have again? Remind me. So that's an argument everybody goes back to. It's like I won a title in 1923. I'm like, okay, good. Congrats. How many years have there been baseball? MLB about 120, maybe. I don't know. I'm just always curious. So it's why pretty you, crazy that you'd win. What is it, 27? 
I've just always been curious why he treated it like a rivalry and are not even in the same fucking not league. Rivalry, that means right? just one in four. One in every four, you just expect them to win it at that point. Do some simple math. like five. Whatever. 27, <laughs> 125. I don't know. Either way. It's close. But they've won one in the last like 20 years, so. Didn't they win one like four or five years yeah, ago? Yeah, that's. Didn't they win two then? Yeah. Right? Nine. No. no. 20 years Wasn't yeah. it? Oh, oh, we have smartphones in our Mount, pocket. Come on, Stat Boy. Stat yeah, boy. look that up. This is Anyways. It's feel good to look this one up, too. Before we move on to Yankee hatred, the only other big piece of NHL news they announced is Gary Bettman said they are targeting January 1st for the start of next season. Couple, so a couple months. So they kind of made that official. January 1st, historically, has always been the outdoor, the winter classic, the outdoor yeah. game. It's like the one hockey game I watch a year. So <laughs> I, there's, there's no point in doing an outdoor game without a full stadium of fans. So I'm not optimistic that would happen this year unless something drastically changes in the next couple months. But it would be pretty cool to have a one-day season opener if they that's did in just Florida? an outdoor game. You see, that got approved? <laughs> I did. <laughs> there would be no way to have ice in Florida. But, but I mean, money. yeah, when, when he announced January 1st, I'm like, are they going to try to do outdoor game? Like, what are they, you know, they going to try to do with it? But I don't think we'll see an outdoor game this year. Let's backtrack a second because – I think Adam just said, what if they won about one in the last 20 years? They've I'm 24. They've won way more than one in the time last 20 years. I've been alive, they've won five. Yeah. Let's go ahead and look up the Atlanta Braves. That's <laughs> one. We already know. Good. All right. I don't know. You know. Settled. One total. That's all they have. Oh, in the last 20. Oh. Um, five? Since... 2001? 2009, 2000? 2000, 1999, 1998, and So those are 20 years ago. <laughs> I said 20 years. <laughs> I said in the time I've been alive. <laughs> Pay attention. Anyway, Russ. Christ. You and I want to talk? <laughs> I mean, I still hate the Yankees, but I don't flaunt it. Right. <laughs> I'm a Yankee fan. I don't flaunt it. I do hate LeBron, though. So, anyways. I think All that. Right. So last night... Yeah, let's, last let's. night I turned on the Lakers game. I turned on the NBA championship. Let me <laughs> let me word it that way. <laughs> he did. He said the Lakers game. I heard um, it. I turned it on kind of for background noise while I'm doing you know, playing a game on my iPad. To be quite honest, the first play I see when I turn this game on <laughs> just ingrains why I hate LeBron. It was, I don't know, late third quarter, early fourth quarter, somewhere. I don't even know exactly when it was. Kyle Kuzma has a, admittedly a bad pass, attempting to get to ball to LeBron, probably because LeBron was threatening to trade him if he didn't pass it or something. <laughs> Kuzma tries to pass him the ball, and it wasn't a great pass. The ball gets picked, goes the other end. LeBron goes up to block and fouls. I want to say it was Jay Crowder, but I don't know. Fouls somebody, okay? LeBron immediately turns around and does you you know that motion he makes yep right at Kuzma with the cry face right at Kuzma and just throws Kuzma right under the bus and it was a prime example where Kuzma knows he just fucked up and and had right. a horrible pass right for this supposed leader it's to just lead, yeah. immediately throw him under the bus and. You don't show up your teammates, right? Baseball, you don't show up an umpire, right? You don't show up whoever 
He just has to go out of his way to show up Kuzma and make him feel like a piece of shit. Should have been the opposite. You go over and say, hey, don't worry about it, man. Yeah, exactly. If you're a leader, you don't do that to somebody. Now, if you want to rip his ass in the locker room when nobody's seeing, go ahead and do it. I'm fine with that. You want to, whatever, next day you're looking at game film, point it out a couple times. Fine. I'm fine with that. You don't do it on the court on national TV. It's just... It's just a lack of leadership. Yeah, and that's right. That's the problem. And agree hundred percent with that. And that's the whole NBA, right? All the stars on the team, they all that they all do that. That's it. Yeah. Show it's show up your teammates on the yep. court. That's what they do. It's not. It's, it's not just him. I admit yeah. that, and I admit he's a hell of a basketball player. But when it comes to this whiny, it's to be honest, that's the same reason I'm not a fan of Sid Crosby. Right. Yeah. He's gotten better, but early in his career, the amount that he would like cry to the referees yep. was unbelievable. And I see a parallel between him and LeBron when it comes to that stuff. LeBron is much worse about throwing his teammates under the bus. You think about the uh, J.R. Smith when he didn't know the score. Oh. And I admit it. <laughs> now that was a lot worse. I admit that. Really I admit bad, that yeah. But that that classic picture of him. Yeah. Just making him feel like shit on the court. Just so I also turned I on like the Heat game last night. <clears throat> nice, nice. And uh, you beat me on that one. I had I had the Lakers first half minus four and a half points. So I turned it on. There was like eight minutes left in the first quarter. They were down like they're actually at that point they were down like four or five. First, a uh, first half. Yeah, it was, first uh, half. yeah, it was end of the first half. It was the second quarter. So I turn it on. And I'm watching it, and it gets they, it's back and forth. The Heat finally come back. It's tied. And there's like two and a half, three minutes left. From like the five minute mark on, the Heat, no bullshit, should have went on like a ten to fifteen point run if they would have just hit half of their shots. It was some of the worst basketball I've ever seen. I'm like, hey, yeah. here we are. This is the NBA. And this is why people don't watch it. It's not sometimes it's not just the theatrics. It's just to me, it's a shit basketball. It look it literally looks like better athletes playing pickup basketball. There's no there's no rhyme or reason to what they're doing out there. They're just running up and on the court. There's no that's why I'd love to see them go to more of a, a college structure, play a true zone, and you know, be more tactical. It was awful. I mean, I'm watching Rondo just Rondo threw a pass somewhere like you're saying, like Kuzman screws up. Davis posted somebody up, and I think Rondo threw him a pass. He threw it six feet over his head out of bounds. <laughs> like, he's calling for it, and he just, like, went to lob it and just whoosh, out of bounds. That's I watched probably. It didn't cover, I'll by the way. 20 to 30 minutes of actual time, not game time. And I can't count the number. I can't stand listening to Van Gundy, but I can't count the number of times. He was like, what are you, why are you shooting that? They just mm-hmm. run down the court and throw it up from 10 feet beyond there. It looks like glorified it's, AAU. It's crazy. That's all AAU is. It's not about what your team does. It's check me out. I want to go to college, so let's let's throw up some numbers from stats. And they're constantly, I like, I think, I don't know, this was maybe like fourth quarter, Lakers ran a pick and roll, and it got an easy layup. Then they come down, they're like, oh, they're going to run the same action again. I was like, it's a goddamn pick and roll. The whole NBA runs it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Can't you figure out how to guard that? I don't. There was I one point I'm like this might cover this four and a half might cover. LeBron comes down the court, goes up for a layup, and before the ball even got close to the rim, he was mid air. He looked like he got sniped from like the upper deck from somebody with a three hundred eight. <laughs> goes into like his theatrics mode, and then they show the slow motion, and some guy barely touched the bald spot on the top of his head. But you would have thought someone shot him. Don't touch the ball. And then he's head. not getting back. I'm like, come on, man. Like that's. I, 
Yeah, I can't stand that. That that we may have already talked. We did talk about this topic, but when they talk about him having potentially been a football player, if he had that mentality in football, it, like he would have died. That's I, I would have run curious, right out of that like, league. Curious how how he would have changed if he right. played football versus basketball. Because yeah. obviously yeah. we've talked about it in the NBA, like you have to like flop. It's like soccer, right? You have to flop to get a call. Yeah. It's speaking of him playing other sports. Did you see a couple of weeks ago? Not, I'm not a fan of. It. I think Colby Covington's an idiot. But did you see that yeah. going around Twitter? No. People literally are having a debate on whether if you put LeBron and Covington in an octagon, that LeBron would beat his ass. No, not even close. I'm like, they're like, he's six foot eight. He's two forty. I'm like, and he knows zero about striking. He, he, he does not have so. fighting skill. Yeah. Yeah. And he's you know how tall he is on his back? He's probably like a teddy. Bear. <laughs> he's probably like a fucking teddy bear in there. You know how tall he is on his back? <laughs> Same as everybody else. Yeah. Nope. That's where he would have ended up he's just getting bad. He's a little thicker, I think. Jesus. I'm playing. People are morons. Please don't watch UFC either. They're like, he'd beat his ass. He's six foot eight, 240. I'm like, Covington would just maul the shit out of him. Yes. I don't even like the guy. But yeah, I was. So to that game, I didn't cover the four and a half because they sucked there for like three, four minutes into the end of the second quarter. And then Tyler Harrow just actually demolished it. He gets like a half-assed rebound. Nobody goes for the ball. Ball goes up. Yeah. And the only person playing basketball is Harrow. <laughs> he grabs it, turns around, throws it up. Like there's two seconds left on the clock, and the ball goes in. So they, they only won the first half by two. And then he does the All same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but then he does the same thing. <laughs> yeah. The whole the game was seven or seven and a half, depending on where you put it in and what time. Yeah, I saw video clips of that. People watching <laughs> the TV when he there was no. Did that. you see this? No. But so the the line was seven and seven or seven and a half, depending on where. You put it in, yeah. okay? Like they were up nine. They were up nine. Harold comes down to court with like seven seconds left, gets a shot off for whatever reason. He's still playing hard. Like he's nobody gonna, defending him. Game's <laughs> over. Hikes up, a, just not even hikes it up. Like pulls up from the top of the key, bang, knocks in a three. Lakers no. don't cover. No, it's a six <laughs> point spread. One point one so, second left. That's an expensive shot right there. So my only thought there. Is people keep talking about oh now all the people that bet the over didn't get it and they're feeling horrible. Well, there's probably just as many people that bet the under or bet the the Heat plus seven and a half yeah. that are now feeling good. Right. So right. I'd be curious. I don't, I don't know what the numbers were, but obviously with the Heat winning game three, I I would put money on Lakers. Like I, I, they were not going to lose last night. It's just a matter of covering it, but so my my logic, if you listen to that <clears throat> that podcast they threw out, was I'd rather take the first half minus four and a half than seven and a half at the end of the game, right? Kind of for that exact reason, like they just come down, the game's over, and something like that happens. How, how many or times? they're up twenty, and they just the LeBron comes out, Davis comes out, and they just start garbage time points, and now your your shit doesn't right. cover. Yeah, because then you know if if that have, if they blow them if they're blowing them out, and then. LeBron and Anthony come out, and then you know he gets it within ten with three minutes left. They're gonna put those back guys back in, but they're they've already you know they've already made up ten or fifteen points on the score. Yeah. So it's that's why I went with the first half. I'm like they should play basketball for at least a half. Well, probably didn't help. LeBron had what like eight points at halftime. Some of the worst. I mean, both teams shot under forty four percent. I think last night from the field. It was, it was definitely it was the awful. worst game of the four that they played. Awful. Anyway. When's that draft? And I don't know if they've announced to, it. Yeah. I have no idea. Is that little NBA draft stat, man? 
He's falling asleep. No, over I was there. waiting to pose my own question. But I'll, is that what's his note? There, uh, Latracy Ball, Lamelo, <laughs> Lamelo. Yeah, that, I you mean, think he's going to get drafted. There's talk of him going number one. That kid that played at Memphis. I think there's like four or five guys. It's probably just so, going to be a need of who gets. Okay. I don't know if they've said they, they haven't done the lottery yet, so I don't. So he. He will get drafted then early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll be top three probably. He won't be like his the other brother, the one, the, the Chinese fighter. <laughs> oh, Leangelo. <laughs> got, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, got no, no, arrested. No. Oh. Didn't he go to jail yeah. in like Hong Kong yeah. or something? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I was confused when you said that. Oh, he did. <laughs> yeah. Him and him yes. all his teammates at UCLA <laughs> yep. got yeah. trouble over there for stealing. Before we yeah. get too far, the NBA draft is November 18th this year. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. It's not even close when it normally is, so they're way behind. It's yeah. usually like... Mm-hmm. So I I thought I saw some of these the NBA was expecting like February or March to oh, start. Wow. So, Jeez. but yeah, to your point, the ball the ball kid. Yeah, I've never thought he was that good of a player. I just don't. Not not team basketball yeah, player. They, there's, they said he's the best of the three, but I don't think there's any good reference though to to watch him against Lithuanian basketball. Good, right. <laughs> he yeah. played high school. He played at that what's his what that stupid academy, and then. I don't yeah. know, probably played in some league his dad made up and then went to Lithuania. And <laughs> it's like assumed <laughs> talent for some reason. Right. It's like I think his dad did make a league. I don't think you're far off. Then his dad make know. a league or something? Yeah, yeah, he had something going on. But yeah. you're is not, it called you're the not big baller league? The only day. No, no, no. It's different. Uh, the only idea his dad had that I thought was good was he was going to start some league in Vegas for – players that didn't want to go to college but they had to wait that one year after high school it was yeah. almost like a, a a g league for undrafted players to go play against some sort of talent but didn't have to worry about going to college it, i actually thought that could be a money maker if, if, if they did that that'd be interesting how many guys would go do that didn't they change the rule now though like you can leave you can go to the, the g league now you can go straight to the g league now yeah they did change that now they just did but yeah yeah, I, don't, I never thought that ball kid was that good of a. I just thought, I mean, yeah, obviously I don't. I've lazy. Never seen him play. That's obviously because number one. Hey, that actually that fits in the NBA. Never mind. <laughs> I I see him being a kid that gets to the NBA whenever he signs his first big deal, and then just stops putting in the effort to. It'll, you know, it, to yeah, it'll be interesting when. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting because obviously Alonzo did not play well in LA. Yeah, he went to New Orleans. And he's actually. Yes. Being he's being a team player, he's playing pretty well. Yes. See Lonzo's so. another one too that uh I think maturity wise, skill wise, he's better than LaMelo. But he actually put in the work when he got into the NBA. He wasn't, in my opinion, that good to get drafted where he did. He should have been drafted there. He wasn't that yeah. good of a player going right. to the NBA. And, right, and that's how NBA drafts, right? It's yeah. all on what talent could be there. That's all it is. Yeah. Their dad just, I don't know, put them in a spotlight and they got more attention. Yeah. But yeah, his, Leangelo got arrested in China. Yeah. If any, by the way, if any of us got arrested in China for stealing, we'd still be in jail. Right. Or dead. Trump called the president of China and got him out of jail. And then that dumbass LeVar said that the president didn't do anything. And even China was like, basically, we cut a deal <laughs> yeah. with Trump to get them out of jail. Yeah, there was like, there was like five of them, I think. Right, there's like four or five of them from the. I can't remember, but yeah, all of them got out because of a phone call. Yeah, I can't imagine the headache combination of drafting Lamelo and dealing with his father. 
I think it, I don't know that LeVar and, um, little something. Yeah. Lonzo. Lonzo. I don't think they're on good terms. No. I think when he got traded from LA, it kind of like ended stuff. He not, said en- some, not ended it, but. He said some stuff while he was in LA that probably didn't sit well. Probably made life difficult for Lonzo in LA. That, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. LeVar was saying stuff that obviously does not make it. I, I obviously, yeah. Maybe maybe the kids have their head on their shoulder better than Lavar does, but it's almost like you know, like why would you say that you're you're gonna make yeah. it ten times harder for me to to do anything? Because yeah. they probably obviously they still have the they still have the dream to you know be NBA superstars, but their dad's just trying to live off them. So. Here's what I've read, heard, not sure how true it is, is there was some money stolen for Lonzo from him. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt that at all. Because remember, he wore the big baller oh. brand shoes, yes. and then so there was some rumors there that some money came up missing. He probably gave to his dad, or was supposed to be invested, or however his dad probably had control of something, and I don't know. Yep. So I, that that wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah. All right, we'll move on. Let's talk about some football. Um, last week we talked about Houston because we were talking about teams that just suck. And is there going to be changes? And the team we threw in there was the Vikings, Texans. Someone was coming out of their own four. Congratulations, Houston, to your own four. <laughs> uh, Bill O'Brien got fired. Yeah. I can't imagine any of you were shocked by this. Uh, but today, this afternoon, did you hear the story? No. Apparently, going into week four, J.J. Watt and Bill O'Brien got an argument practice, which doesn't shock me. I mean, I, we talked about it last week. At some point, that you got J.J. Watt, like, he's going to become unhappy. You paid Deshaun Watson a ton of money. And apparently him and Bill O'Brien got into a heated heated argument going into week four. That's not a guy I want to get in a heated argument. No, <laughs> no, no. Not when you are not, not when you go to play Pittsburgh. Actually, yeah. I can't remember when. It, I think it was before the Pittsburgh game. So, yeah, that's not a good idea. Then his two brothers are going to be there and be like, hey, see that guy over there? <laughs> yeah. Some I mean, you don't, you don't want to meet JJ in a dark alley, and let alone a light alley. Yeah. So, <laughs> who would win the fight, JJ Watt or LeBron James? Uh, yeah, uh, MMA. Uh, JJ Watt. Uh, That's a pretty easy with, one too. I agree with that. He's got bigger hands. What are the pay lines? <laughs> <laughs> LeBron's got zero fighting skill. Do we know JJ? Plus fifteen hundred. Uh, he's got James. JJ's got two brothers, so I guess he does have fighting skills. Yeah. Anywho, so yeah, uh, Bill O'Brien fired, gone. There's some other teams that need to make some changes. So, Dan Quinn needs to go. Yeah. So whoever but, comes in to coach them, how much will they hate the fact that they traded Hopkins last year? Right. I mean, you've got to be wishing you were in there earlier to yeah nix that trade. Well, and right, they got to bring in a GM too. Yeah, he was the <laughs> he's he was ball. So you got to. Figure right. He, I assume he got fired from both positions. Yeah, he did. Yes. So and he's gone, gone, gone. It wasn't like he stepped down and keep moving, keep moving. Hey, you're on four. Keep moving. Are they the only on four team? No. Falcons. Falcons. Oh yeah. Um. Jets. Giants. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so that we talked about this Sunday. So you could throw Houston in that category. So Houston with uh, Watson. You got Danny Dimes in New York Giants and Darnold with the Jets. 
So if one of those teams gets first overall pick, what do you do? Yeah, we did talk about this Sunday. Do you trade it? Do you? To me, so I'll throw out my opinion, then we'll get All your. Right. So to me, Trevor Lawrence is going number one overall. So if you're one of those teams, I'm going to take Houston out of that because I don't think Houston would draft because of the contract. So if Houston gets it, I would say they trade the pick. There was another team you had in there this Sunday, though. There was the Jets, Giants. Who was the other team? Jaguars, yeah. Well, be we did talk about end, it. But it might have been, been a Jack. I can't remember. So I was, I was mainly listing those three because they seem set at the quarterback position. Right. So, yeah. so if you're the you, – Even you can throw the Falcons in there, right, with Matt Ryan. Yeah, that's true. Although Matt Ryan's probably three he's, years away. So I was going to say he's much older, so that yeah. situation is a little yeah. different. So say, let's talk about the Jets. If you're the Jets, you – Or the Giants. Yeah, either one of those. You get first overall. Do you take Trevor Lawrence or do you trade the pick? Giant, do you go there? Giants, without a doubt, I'm taking Lawrence because I don't think I I don't think David Jones is the answer. Jets, I'm taking Lawrence, but I'm trading Darnold because I was Dar- Maybe Darnold's good. The Jets just don't put anything around him, right? He possibly it's, could be good, but he's they, he's nothing for no trade idea. value. The offensive line is not good. They put no receivers around him. Le'Veon Bell's been whatever hurt, <laughs> so I mean, he's hurt all the time. So yeah, so in a Houston, you trade. <sighs> That's so hard to trade in the number one pick, but you got to assume you're getting a pretty sweet package for right. That's for what I'm thinking. Lawrence. You got depending on who wants Lawrence, because we already know probably Jacksonville would take him. Yeah, you know, there's there's teams out there that would take Lawrence. And obviously, we know. I don't know who it was. San Fran, San Fran trade up, or someone traded with San Fran maybe a couple of years ago, in a ridiculous package to move to like number two. Oh, the Bears, right? The Bears moved up to take Trubisky, Trubisky. with a huge package. And we're going, going. And we're That's talking. What she said <laughs> Bazinga. That's what I'm here for. I guess. We're going. Take we're it. going back a little bit further, but didn't Washington give up a monster deal to get RG three? Uh, trade up and get him. Am I thinking of someone else? Didn't they trade no. up big time to get him? Falcons gave up a ton to get Julio to the Browns on the Browns, like wasted the picks. But yeah, yeah. I was thinking. Um, I thought Washington may- traded up. <clears throat> yes, stat boy, look that up. Robert Griffin the third. RG three well, draft I know trade. What his name is yeah. <laughs> get googling. Don't make me so, get serious. So what do you? What's your opinion? I mean, if you're the Jets or the Giants, I'm taking Lawrence. If I'm the Jets or Giants. Yes. If I'm Houston, I'm... If I'm Houston, I'm uh, trading it. Oh, of course, if I'm the Jets and I can say, hey, let me... What are you offering me? I can keep Darnold and I can get, you know, the third pick. I can get the 35th pick. If you're throwing a haul at me, maybe you keep Darnold around. So my my I, thought was... I think the Jets are going to need a new coach anyways after the yeah, year, so... I'm Jets need a new coach, like, after next week. Uh, they needed a new coach. I don't know why they even started the season with Gase. That was stupid on their part. So I, I don't – I can't – he asked me the same. We talked about it. I don't have, like, a definitive, like, yep, I would do this. Because I feel like if you're that bad, you might as well take Lawrence and build. But at the same time, it's like Darnold's only in year three. He, You mean you – did they trade so, up for Darnold? Or uh, did they just took him before Josh Allen? No, yeah, they just took him. So, Darnold was a top five pick, I believe, right? He went number three? 
Yes, Darnold at three. So he's a top five pick. And then even the Giants last year, where did Jones go? Two or three, four, somewhere. Uh, top, top five. five. Yeah, fifth. I don't know, somewhere in top five. I just I feel like from a organizational standpoint, I could. It wouldn't shock me, I guess, if they didn't, if they just trade the pick, because they're gonna, you know, they're all in on that. When you, to your point, uh, that there's nothing around these guys. So do you trade the pick and get people to put around them because you're all in? I mean, why? I mean. They clearly at some point still feel like that's their guy. I mean, we're going to find out. Darnold's hurry. He's not playing this week. Right. So Flacco's going to be playing, which that can make things interesting, depending on which Joe Flacco shows up. I just don't know, like, from an organizational standpoint, do they look at it and say, well, it's still too early for us to make that decision. Darnold's year three. Jones is year two. Do we just trade the pick and just keep trying to build and get weapons around these guys? I don't know. And you're yeah. missing Barkley in New York. So I got a point, but stat boy, what you yeah, got? Yeah, not to get too far <coughs> off before we go back, but in an effort to acquire Robert Griffin III, the Washington Redskins traded three first-round picks and a second-round selection for the St. Louis Rams' yeah. number two overall selection. Three first-round picks? Yes. That, that's shit. what I remember. That, that was a huge. serious trade. Were they all different years? Uh, that I'm not sure of. I'm uh, looking at something that was written in 2013. Well, unless so. they had two first-round picks, maybe, and then they could. Yeah. yeah, that's a big package for a guy that's sitting on the bench. So... The reason I think the two New York teams would be more than willing to just take Trevor Lawrence, even though they have those quarterbacks, I get what you're saying. These guys are only in the first couple of years. That's that's but not I, me just saying like that's what I would do. I just I can see I could see it happening either yeah. way. Basically, I keep thinking about Josh Rosen, who was drafted tenth overall by the Cardinals, and then right. told everybody they're going to regret taking me tenth. <laughs> yeah. Right, and then the next year they had a chance for. <laughs> Kyler Murray, so screw it. We're taking Murray. See you, Rosen. <laughs> the only team regretting taking him down to those Cardinals. <laughs> right, and then Rosen goes to Miami, and now he's in Tampa Bay, I believe, right? So yes. On the practice squad. So there's, yes. so there's a guy that was 10th overall, was supposed to be their quarterback of the future. You could – he didn't play as much as Daniel Jones and Darnold have. Right. But that's a situation where you drafted your quarterback of the future – and then next year, oops, there's our quarterback of the future. Yeah. We're going to take him instead. Right. So, yeah, if I'm if I'm the Giants or Jets and I first overall, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. I'll deal with the other quarterbacks later. If I'm Houston, I'm going to trade the pick. You've clearly gone all in on Watson. And in my opinion, Watson is the best of those, those three quarterbacks. So if you, take, if you take Lawrence in New York, either the Jets or the Giants, if you take him – I don't even know if you try to trade those guys. I don't know what trade value they have. It's not like they put that's all, that's yeah. what I'm on. I don't. But know. you're not deep. You're they're all rookie contracts. It's but not like you, you're that far deep. Yeah. In if, money. You, if you could get a, even if you could say, hey, give me a fourth round pick for him. Well, I a, mean, I would. You could take Darnold as a backup on many teams. Right. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to say though. Maybe you know you mentioned Jacksonville. If Lawrence goes first overall to the Jets, maybe Jacksonville says, you know what, we don't mind what we see with Darnold. We'll give you a, a third yeah. rounder for him. Yeah. So. And it, I think. Not to cut you off though. The other team you mentioned, Atlanta. To me, if they go zero and sixteen and get first overall, they clearly take Lawrence. Yes, that's because Matt practice. Ryan's only a couple years. Yeah, from probably yeah. being yeah, done. Yeah, he can sit there with even Ryan. if even if Lawrence doesn't play the first year, but <laughs> right. But even if he did, I think he'll be pretty NFL ready. Yeah, you throw him in there with that receiving core that they have now in Atlanta. Right, that could be a pretty good recipe, if they can stay healthy. Recipe for success. Julio killing my fantasy. Yeah. Julio's. Always struggled with injuries. So something to throw into this, though, is 
there's talk that I'm going to get his name. I think it's Ryan Day, the Ohio State head coach. There's talks of him getting NFL offers, whether he takes them or not, which I, I think, I don't know if we've had this conversation before, but me, college coaches going to the pros is stupid because they, they literally have life by the balls in those college towns and yeah. our God's there. Some so of them. The, the big names are, yeah. right? So what's the point of going to the NFL? But if, if he decides to go to the NFL and he ends up going to New York, to the Jets, I should say, do they take Justin Fields from a Jets perspective? Because Day's already had Fields. Because I think, I think Fields and Lawrence are probably the top two quarterbacks off the board. But that would be an interesting choice. Even if the Jets have number one, they may end up saying, no, I want Fields You know, if we hire Day because they've already got a connection. Right. It, that that'll be interesting when it comes time. Is if does Day take a job and then can he get Fields to his team? Because even yeah. obviously Washington, right? Washington's making a QB change this week. So <laughs> did they ever? So Kyle Allen's obviously starting for them this week. Haskins didn't get put to the backup. He is now third string. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> so Haskins he didn't all, like. All I saw hey, was Kyle Allen was no. starting. So Kyle Allen starting. Alex <laughs> Alex missed the backup and Haskins got moved to third string. <laughs> So, you know, obviously Washington could use a quarterback. So, obviously, unless somebody still believes in Haskins. But, you know, but if Day takes that job, he's he had Haskins, I think, for a year. But an, does he, you know, I don't know. It's that's a Haskins is another Josh Rosen example. You right. take a quarterback top ten, and a year later he's not playing. 100%. So, that's why I don't think you ignore Lawrence. You would hope. I, I get the – whatever his name, Day, Fields, Connection, but you would hope you kind of put your ego aside a little bit and, you know. Yeah. You, yeah. If you want to take Fields, so be it. But you have to 100% believe he's going to be a better Correct. NFL quarterback than Lawrence to do that. Yeah. I don't watch enough college football to but in, comment Right, on and we that, haven't but. seen Fields yet this year because Big Ten hasn't started, so right. it's hard to tell. But they started in, like, November? Or? They got um, two weeks. Two weeks. I think it's like the 24th, 25th, somewhere in there. Gotcha. Is Chad Green all right over there on the TV? <laughs> no, like he's, he's not. Boone's out. making some really stupid decisions. <laughs> yeah, like he should have yeah, never started that kid yesterday. Stupid pitching decision. Oh, you I, mean I, when they switched at the end of the first inning? Well, they should have never started that kid. The weirdest thing looked I've like seen. He, he looked like a sixth well, grader. Yeah, that's right. That's the problem. Everybody's doing that now, and it's like everybody's like, oh, it's okay to do it. They so do that do to it. you start a righty. Tampa comes with a lefty, left-handed heavy lineup, and yeah, then you it immediately switches up the lineup. You immediately yeah. put your left-handed pitcher in in the second inning, and, that, and that's what they talked about. Obviously, Kevin Cash probably knows about that. I think they talked to this on the game last night. A couple times this year, Tampa put an all left-handed, not even switch hitters, all left-handed lineup to start the game. You know, yeah. so if they did that last night, and then you bring Happ in, and you got him facing lefties, which I don't think he's great against lefties. I'm not sure so, the hat move last night was well, because of, like, oh, to the lineup. It was – that kid was not ready to be starting in the playoffs. Right. Yeah, he was, he's 21, right? He's, uh, I would have not so I didn't, I didn't watch the first inning, so I don't know. I actually don't know hey, anything about did that he, kid. He didn't give a run. I, I didn't watch the first inning either. He didn't but. look good. The way Boone sounded, uh, some of the interviews, I believe that was – no matter what, that was a calculated move. That kid was only throwing one in. That was even a yeah. better move. Should have never started that kid. That's why, it, that's why this year, uh, if we want to transition to baseball, I guess, um, since we're going. But that, that's I think that's the inter- right. We've talked about this is no days off. How are 
obviously being a Braves fan, I'm hoping it ends tomorrow. They don't have to worry about it. But if they get to game four and five, they only they literally have three starters. They're going to have to piece together bullpen arms for the rest of the series. But it, or you just I throw on short notice. I think a lot of teams have to, right? Even last night in San Diego, they started Clevenger, and he came out injured. They brought him back because he was hurt. It was to say he was injured, to answer your question from a couple weeks ago. That's why he wasn't on the roster right. for yes. the series. Correct. He was hurt. Yep. So they brought him back to start last night, and he threw – I think he got out of the first. It might have been an inning and a third maybe he threw. Is that 2-0 L.A. now? No, they played tonight. It's one nothing L.A. Last right? night was first game? Yes. Oh, okay, never mind. So, yes, yeah, so they brought Clevenger back, Clevenger back, and then he got hurt. So they're kind of in a similar situation. They've got – in. Lament, who's their other starter, wasn't on the roster. So they've they've literally got two starters. I think Davies is going tonight, who's their other starter. And then, oh, actually, that's it. Davies is probably their only starter on the roster right now. So I'm going to have to uh, piece it together. I'm a firm believer and disbeliever in the so, – so, okay, so I'm a firm believer that pitchers need to throw every day. I'm an extremely big disbeliever in this whole, like, they need to get five days rest. I think that pitchers that throw every five days or whatever it is in regular season is the reason we see more arm injuries because they baby them for five days. Hear me out. You pitch for you pitch go throw five to seven innings, and then you just kind of like lay around for four or five days. You soft toss. You maybe do some bullpen work. You turn around another five days and you start throwing hard again. It's that quick trauma to the arm. They do this in Japan. They don't have any. They don't have guys that need Tom and John surgery. All these guys are throwing, and they I feel like they baby the pitcher so much that that instant trauma to the arm every four to five days is is at a higher level than it used to be because they baby him so much. It's a money thing. You give the guy that much money, you're going to try to protect him. I don't think it helps him. It's yeah, dumb. maybe. I don't know. I, I, I feel like if, if you threw every four days, I feel like you're cutting up pitchers. If, if a pitcher was, I don't know what their average is, I'll say 10, <clears throat> 10 years, whatever. I feel like you're cutting that down to like six years if you do that. I know. To clear up, throw, not pitch in a game. Yeah, they're not. So that's not, they did this. They did like this. You just mentioned four days, like not a four day rotation. Like you threw a hundred pitches t- tonight. Tomorrow you go play light catch and day two of, of rest. You're throwing. These guys are not even pitches in a bullpen. They might throw a hundred pitches. They don't. They might not touch a baseball for two days. I think they throw bullpens in between. I think that's the. I don't think they do if they're yeah. throwing that many pitches. I think this is pretty well documented. Actually, they talk about that with the yeah. the Japanese pitchers. They don't. They do. They do throw every day. They don't. Yeah. <clears throat> they're not putting in serious work with the arm every day. I think because they rest, and I think it's the it's there's so many guys now that need Tommy John. At this point, shit, you might as well get drafted and say, I'll see you guys in a year. I'm going to go get Tommy John done. But I think it's that quick trauma that, you know, they sit and then they turn around and start throwing again that they say it's not, I guess, I can't be good for the arm, just study-wise. What's up, stat boy? How you doing? <laughs> I was just thinking We're about. We're keeping you out of the loop today, aren't I we? I was just thinking about someone getting a preemptive Tommy John surgery. Well, Not now, possible, but kind nowadays, of funny. <laughs> any right-handed pitcher, any, it's, it's almost that stereotypical big Texas country boy, right? These big right-handed pitchers that are 6'5 and throw 95-plus, it's almost a given that they're going to have Tommy John that's before that's they're not, 25 years old. So I think old. like with Cole, you're telling me, and you know what, I don't know what the contract was he signed in New York. 
You're telling me in that time frame he's probably not going to need Tommy John? You know, it's probably going to happen with him. The odds are high. Yeah. I I think I would bet the average age of Tommy John now, though, is between somewhere between 20 and 25 years old. Cole is one of the few, one of the rare ones that's actually gotten past that. I mean, he's 29, 30 years old now and has avoided it. I'm really curious how many guys just – because I feel like some of these guys that have it, they just it's kind of out of the blue like oh he's out he's gonna have tommy john yeah. you don't really hear about them actually getting hurt and i don't know if it's like they, they get to a point they're like well let's not keep throwing risk and injury let's just let's just have the surgery at this point because they say some guys come out of tommy john stronger than they yeah, would throw, it, it's very common to throw harder yeah. after a tommy john yeah so let me stop you real quick because i just showed cole so obviously uh, what, yankees are down seven two here in the sixth if tampa wins this game then would you bring Cole back tomorrow? Yeah, on two days rest. Yeah, absolutely. See, that's the problem is you you're you're one of those. I'm not. It's not really a problem, but who started this game? Uh, Tanaka. Tanaka. He did. Okay. I that's, assume they don't have another. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. They're starting pitching well. No, their pitching sucks. So I don't. I don't the think they have anybody else. I just. I'm not a believer in this whole like they they only threw on this days days rest. Like you're you're a professional athlete, man. Like that's what you do is you pitch. Just so I don't think I'd start him. But I would have him ready, like yeah, coming in, like even if he starts and throws three, four innings. Like, well, I'm not even saying that. Don't start him, but if I can get a lead, I'm bringing him in the sixth inning, yeah. and he can throw the last four. Yeah, I'm just, I feel like baseball as a whole now is under this ideology that we can't throw pitchers on three, four days or yeah. three days rest. And it's like, how come they're doing it? And like, like you said, like they've done research yeah. in Japan. They don't. None of these guys are getting hurt, and they throw every day. And, and I see what you're saying because. Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> keep cutting off. Uh, right, Strasburg's a perfect example of that they they, they kind of they babied him, him, came back. He had I don't know two years, maybe two good years, and then he was injured all year. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's I guess two points. Me being a Pirates fan, Jameson Tyon, who was drafted, uh, I don't know, a year or so after Cole, so that Cole Tyon punch was supposed to be their rotation for years to come. Jameson Tyon's got to be 26-ish, 27 now, and he's had two or three Tommy Johns. He's coming back from one right now. I think he's – it might be his third. I don't know. He might be in Tampa's – He last I knew he was with Tampa, he might – maybe it's switched now, but – Tyon? Yeah. He's a pirate. Oh, he's still a pirate? Yeah. I thought – oh, I'm thinking glass now. Sorry. Yeah. Um. The Japanese thing came up when Ichiro came to Major League Baseball. Yeah. Ichiro obviously wasn't a pitcher. He was an outfielder. But he still – he may have one of the strongest arms in the history of baseball. And some of the throws he would make from right field to third base were just jaw-dropping. Yeah. And I believe it was Ichiro that made that point, that I go out throw long toss every single day. It's it, – he's putting himself through a workout every day. Now, I understand it's an outfielder. It's not a pitcher. But he – he was kind of that first voice out of Japan that said, "Yeah, we the throwing programs are completely different. Completely Japan, different. They th- yeah. You're throwing every single day, even if you're a pitcher, even if you're not in a game. You're in the bullpen. You know, you're going to do long toss, and then you're going to the bullpen and throwing 50 pitches. You're not, you're not just icing your arm and sitting in the dugout watching right. the game. So I know it's a different discipline, but it kind of yeah. reminds me of like a traditional marathon runner will like work up to a marathon, and then when they finally do it, they take all this time off because they. They say it beats their body up, right? But then you've got certain guys. Know. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't personally know that's for damn sure. Never ran a marathon. Uh, Nor then you've got other guys on Instagram that are running a marathon every day for like 100 days in a row. So, so what? what's the reality here? You've got physical therapists saying your body can't do this more than once every two months. Then you got a guy that does 100 days in a yeah. row. So we went to, well, you didn't, I did. Went to high school with a kid. You guys all know who he is because he's yeah. won like the wine glass. He's won. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Brian. I won't mention last I don't even names. think he even ran in high school, did he? Didn't he just yes. like. Yes. Oh, I thought he just like. Absolutely. Had did. a late in life thing. No. No. He okay. was like, he tore everyone's ass up in high school and cross country in any long distance track meets. But at one time, like three years ago, three or four years ago, I don't even know. He ran three or four marathons in like a four day stretch. And I think it was three marathons in four days and he won two of them. And like yeah. he was just like yeah. he was in like Virginia, North Carolina, just kept like. So that's obviously not as violent of a motion. It's just a long right. duration on your joints. But I mean, yeah, I just feel like if your body's to, built that way, if the experts say one thing, you can probably do a lot more than what they say. So yeah. if you throw three more games where you squeeze the schedule a little bit tighter on your pitching staff, are you really yeah. doing that much damage? I think it's I, more, I don't know the answer. I'm just. I yeah, think it's yeah. more of them sitting around after they throw. I think it's even more pronounced with closers, where you'll have a closer come they, in and close two games in a row, back to back days, and then they say, "Oh, he's not right. available for two more days." Right. I, th- I believe Chapman's came out and said, "I will not pitch back to back days," which is crazy to me. That's, but <laughs> he shouldn't Jack be allowed to that. make that right, statement exactly. with the with the amount of money they're paying him. That's yeah. some Kawhi Leonard shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. He he needs maintenance load management. <laughs> Wait, going back to the running. Sorry, I'm way off topic here. So my wife and I did a 40 mile bike ride on Saturday. So as we're riding up, because obviously this should have been wine glass weekend. So there's a lot of people like running. So running, I wondered if they did virtual it. stuff. There, it was a vir- it was a virtual marathon. So like you just had to run during the month to get your medal and stuff anytime during October. So a lot of people on Saturday. Russ, that was our chance to get marathon medals, Russ. <laughs> yeah, right. Hop in your Ram. Let's go, buddy. <laughs> so just drive really slow. <laughs> so so there was a lot of people running the route on Saturday just to get the okay. half or the full marathon. In. So on the way up, we passed a guy. Obviously, we're on the same side of the road. Did you pass Willick picking up shit out of the ditch? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't. He was probably out there Sunday. So I looked and I I knew the guy running. And I was like, I was like, oh, and I kind of waved to him and everything. So my wife and I get up to the bath and we turned around, had had something to eat, and we turned around. And as we're coming back out of bath, I see the guy again. Obviously, he was running all the way to bath, and I'm like, I'm like, oh hey Donnie. So he's waves. So then I'm like, you know, I feel good. We rode 40 miles. So next morning I wake up and I look on Facebook, and he posts. Just ran my first ultra marathon. He fucking ran from Corning to Bath and back to Corning. 52.88 miles. I was like, I feel shitty now that I, I rode 40 miles. 52 miles in the last 10 years total. I don't know if I've ever ran 52 miles have. in my life. I never have. And I played baseball, ran around a base. Still couldn't oh add up. God. Still couldn't add he, up. He that. posted a picture like leaving Corning because they put the, the finishing banner up. They post. He posted a picture like running Wait, out they of had corn. The banner up? They had the. We could just banner. went and taken pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He probably still could. It's probably still up. Ooh. It's probably up all month. And they. So he posted a picture leaving, and then when he posted his finishing picture, it was pitch black. It was like eleven hours and twenty minutes, and I'm like, holy cow, dude! I have like, a proposition for us. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like how this is shaping up. Here we go. I'll buy you a steak dinner. 
if you go buy runner shorts and a tank top <laughs> and let me video you in a headband. You got to wear a headband, okay? And let me video you. You got to run like, what, eight steps and make it look like you're crossing the finish line sweaty. But you got to wear that outfit. I will be sweating after running eight steps. <laughs> I promise you that. <laughs> Jesus. So do we have a deal? <laughs> we'll see. Do you like this? That, that's, that's not bad. For a steak dinner? Hey, you should ask who's cooking it. If he's cooking or you're going to get it somewhere. I'm cooking it, so it's mystery animal. <laughs> Could be woodchuck. That'd be a negative then. All right. You can, you can hunt squirrel, right? Yeah. We've had our first frog. You can eat them. <laughs> oh, boy. What? So, sorry. We're, I'm way off topic here. No, this is a good episode. Yeah, going back, going back to baseball. So, obviously, we're in the division series, and it, I think it's awesome that every all four series are division series. I think it, it makes more, it puts more hype and yeah. angst on the nobody, series. Either of the centrals left right now, right? Correct. Yeah. I like the new playoff format. Are they doing this moving forward? They've talked about expanding it. I think they time, should. I, mean, I, don't I, mind I, I think this is awesome to have division series and you have all division series. Yeah. It's, pretty, I've actually it's pretty neat. Watch baseball because games come on at like noon, two o'clock every day here. That's why. I, so, so, and obviously, we've talked about this. With the Tati stuff, because obviously yesterday with Acuna, you, you know where I'm going with this. I got no, my, you don't know what I'm laughing at. I got my oh boy, I got my Defend Atlanta shirt on here. I don't know what he's laughing at. <laughs> we'll find out after. Keep going. So me? no, no. Oh okay. Something with me. Um. So Acuna hits a home run to lead off the game. Hold yesterday. on. What are, What are you? Defending and repeating. Defend Atlanta, baby. It, actually, it says oh, respect Atlanta. Atlanta. So I guess that confirms oh, okay. that Adam cannot read. I told you I got. I, I just, I, I just, I said repeat. I couldn't read it. I told you I got when shots I, in my eyes today. When I hear defending, I think like, hey, we won a World Series last year. We're defending. Well, we're back to back to back NLEs titles. Um, that's like a participation drill. If you ain't yeah. first, you're last. Yeah. Do you so, know the Braves have more division titles than the Yankees? Just so you know. Oh. Um, that's like winning the third flight in the McGill, buddy. Hey, Congrats you win, on you, your win you win. Hey, you're, are you the ne- <laughs> after <club> talk, champ? <laughs> after talking about World Series totals, you shouldn't have brought that one up. <laughs> I know. I had to. Um, Net club champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Cunha hits a home run to lead the game off yesterday, and obviously him and the Marlins have a history. Second of bat comes up, and they drill him. I mean, the catcher was set up outside, and tar- miss, pitcher missed target by almost four feet. I so, don't think he was in on purpose. I, so I didn't think so either. He I, wasn't. I, I didn't think he was. Um, and obviously he turned around, he turned to the bench and, and held up five fingers because that's the fifth time in the last yeah. year and a half that the Marlins have hit him. And it's known that... So I believe they were in a four-game series last year. The first three games, Acuna led the game off with home runs. In the fourth game, Urania hit him. And they asked him about it after game. He said, I wasn't letting him hit a leadoff home run against me. So I hit him. So, like, I get that, but when was that? Regular Last season? Last year, yeah. It was regular season. I don't think if the game wasn't out get... of hand yesterday. To, to do, if, I, that, if the game, the score was a big margin and it was out of hand, I could see it. But at that point, the game was like, what, third inning? Yeah, and to me, it was a huge mistake, right? Because it was 4-1 to one Marlins at that point. He hit Acuna. And that turned the entire game around. The That's race. what I mean. Nine five. There's was, no reason. There was no reason for them remote from the. That's what I said. Obviously, these guys are like young, and so you don't know. Obviously, we'll never know if it was on purpose or not. And obviously, a lot of the guys, you know, 
Ortiz was like, it was on purpose. There's no, there's history no between them. So, history aside, there was no reason for them to do that and put somebody on base in a playoff game when the when you're winning four to well, one. It, right, and that's what I, that's what I said. And obviously, in the third it, inning, it freaking it basically lost them the game because they scored two that inning and then obviously scored six in the seventh inning. But I have a it, question. I understand hitting someone that you have like an actual dilemma with or something to that extent, but. If you just don't want someone to hit a home run off you, why hit them with a pitch instead of intentionally walking them? So the Marlins have a really tough time getting Acuna out. <laughs> so I I think they literally they you know today. what I mean. What's the but thought process? It's like I, I better hit him with no, today. No, they didn't. You're gonna get him on base. Right. Why not walk him? I don't know. It, it I, I right we've we've talked about it. pitchers have an ego. Don't hit a home run and kind of showboat off me. And we've talked about just don't, don't give up the pitch. Don't give up the home run. Yeah. To so, that point, though, I I agree with that statement, but I think the bat flips and stuff are getting a little too extreme, in my opinion. Yeah. In general. It, so, I was reading a couple articles about this today. A lot of guys are thinking, and I think I saw a tweet from Bauer yesterday about it. And it, Tatis, so after the game yesterday, Acuna was yeah, I saw posting it. shit I read all tweet. over Instagram and everything. Yeah. And Tatis was responding to it, and he's like, no, go do your thing, basically. Um, so Bauer even tweeted, he's like, he's like, this is the way the game's going. You know, these young guys are trying to bring swagger to the game, and I think the game needs it. And obviously Bauer, we've talked about Bauer, is one of those guys that tries to bring some kind of swagger to the game. So I don't I don't know if that's really the way that's going, because obviously then you got guys like Trout that don't do that at all. Right. So, so I was watching the game yesterday, and – Watching it live when it happened, and same thing. Like they, they, they tried to turn it into like he was hit on purpose. He wasn't hit on purpose. Not in the third inning when you're up four one. Like there's no reason for them to hit him on purpose. And I believe there was a count, right? It's not like they come out first pitch and like threw it into his leg. Yeah, and I don't remember. I was they hit him in the side of the leg. It's not like they threw it at his ribs. Threw well, him in the head. that's better, right? That's better than the guys throwing them at people's heads. Right? It was the announcers making something out of nothing, and Raccoon just like reacted. He should. I get there's history there, but. You're lo- the, the Marlins are winning four to one in the third inning. You're not going to throw it to guy. That's just stupid. Just stupid. There's no there's no motive or reason there in the middle of the playoffs. No one said the Marlins are smart. It doesn't matter. There's no <laughs> there's no motive. There's no reason. There's no no reason to. It didn't make any sense at all for them to throw at him. None. But it was. I agree. I didn't, I didn't think it was intentional, but obviously, yeah, everybody's talking about story. It like it was. That's what it is. So. Let's talk some golf. Okay. So. Such passion from yeah. us. Okay. <laughs> I'm done for the year playing golf. It's been fun, boys. See you in 2021, 20, maybe. Oh, I thought you meant 20 years because you're going to be a dad. So, no. Just going to disappear. The next time, I actually, you and I talked about this, I think, on the way home Sunday, Saturday. The next time I play actual <laughs> golf, depending on weather here in the spring, will probably be at Pinehurst. Pinehurst. I'll probably be teeing up at Pinehurst. It'll be the first time I play next year. So, hopefully. I'm going to hit balls this winter and stuff. I have some options there. but uh, I got my last round in, last two rounds this past weekend. Played with We played Corning Friday, and which is a good time, by the way. Russ and I won some cash, won some free beer. Yep. Very last-minute invite. I'm glad I made it on time. Yeah, that was – I got a text message at 1130. Can you play at 150? I'm like, I don't know. And I'm on my way to the golf course. 
Because I'm like, yeah, I, got, I was going to go to Indian Hills at Balls anyways because we played in tournament Saturday. You turned in the middle of <laughs> no, I'm on South my way Hamilton. To, <laughs> I'm on my way to the golf or to Corning. I'm getting off the X. I get a text from uh, from Harris. You bringing someone? I'm like, no. Find someone. I'm like, we tee off in an hour. <laughs> I had taken a vacation day just kind of for the hell of it. I've got some extra vacation to burn. So I was actually just going to hang out at home and get some shit done. So one fifty tea time, and he texts me at like ten after one. It's like, hey, can you? You didn't realize I was on vacation. No idea. Shot in the dark. What are you doing today? Yeah. Can you make it to the country club? Country Russ is club. like, scratch my balls. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> I hadn't showered or anything. I'm like, well, so I, I text him back. I'm like, yeah, what time? And I hopped in the shower just in case, and I get out, and he's like, oh, tea time's at one fifty. I'm like, I guess I got to get going. <laughs> Dude, it was a great time. Right. Had to get it always is there. I mean, you can't oh, yeah. have a bad time there. Dude, that place is money right now. Like, the I'm fairways sure. look really, I don't know how to describe They're not very green. But, the, I mean, the they're it's playing fantastic right now. You're cheesing like you have So, we played, a, we played a match, two-man best ball match against these two guys. Two corning. I don't know if they want their names out there, but you already mentioned Harris. Um, Mike is winning right now. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> It sounds good. It yeah. sounds real good through yeah. my headset. Um, we're on 14 green. Great. This is a great story. So I think I had already hold my ball. Harris and his partner were on the green. You had like a, I don't know. 15, 20 footer for birdie. Yeah, 20 footer for birdie. There's these three kids. There were a lot of kids all over the place. So these three kids that were playing walking off a seven. So they're walking. They decide instead of walking around the the practice green or whatever, they basically cut behind the – in front of the practice green, (laughs) basically walk on the fringe of 14. Pins in the back, by the way. I feel like this is a great story. Pins is in the back. It's back right on 14. All we know is kids are walking. I'm excited already. These kids are basically walking on the fringe of 14 as he's lining up his 20-footer for Clubs, clanging. Talking loud. Not yet. Yeah, clubs clanging. You would have thought nobody else was out there. So he's kind of lining his putt up, and then he backs off, it, and we all just kind of look over. These kids, kind of, just, I'm like laughing to them, like whatever. Yeah, we're, at this point, it's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Who cares? No, no etiquette. Kind of. I'm going to wait for them to just walk by. Harris <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> Harris speaks up. He goes, "Hey guys, he's got a big putt here." And they just kind of looked at him. They stopped, and he goes, "Oh, you can keep walking. No talking." <laughs> That's BDE right there. <laughs> so these kids immediately shut up, keep walking. But then, uh, then as they I'm get, putting, the they kid get, stops, walks, walks, walks while I'm putting. He's they, directly in front of me. They clearly purposely got in the extension of his line while he's putting and then decided to start walking while he was hitting the putt. You guys can walk. Don't talk. Yeah, you guys can walk. Don't talk. <laughs> it almost sounds like they won that interaction. No. No, nah, because we're here laughing at rules. Yeah, but the best question is, did you make it? I did not make that uh-huh. one. No. Uh, but sounds like that one didn't matter. You made par. That one would have been nice. So would the putt on 16, the putt I almost made on 17, and the 10-footer I missed on not even 10 feet on 18. Yeah. That was the theme of the weekend for you and I. The yeah, putt, I just burned a lot of putts. We're not falling. Didn't make any putts, shot 66. Yeah. Didn't really make anything. No bogeys. No bogeys. Clean card. That's his his card, not our best ball card, for the record. <laughs> Hashtag no duds. No duds on that card. 
So he won 20 bones from those boys, and then Harris bought us dinner. <laughs> and then and he made a bet yeah. with the four guys in front of us, who we'll, we'll name later. Yeah. The four guys that he knew were going out. He's like, hey, you guys want to play uh, two ball out of the four for first round of beers? These guys didn't even know us. We hadn't even shown up yet. He already made the bet. <laughs> then I'm we pretty get done. They're like, how'd you do? And Brian's like, well, he shot 66. How'd you guys do? <laughs> Thanks for the beer. Yep. Thanks for the dinner. And I said to Brian, I'm like, was it close? He's like, I, I don't know. Uh, I think we won by seven. <laughs> I'm like, so no. I go, yeah, that's not close for a two ball. We're staying in the middle of 14. They hit it way over. Or on th- we're on 12. They're coming on 13. They hit it, a couple of them hit it way right. And Harris is like, oh, man, not looking like we're buying the beers today. One guy's like, dude, he's going to make par. I'm like, pars aren't cutting it today. <laughs> not cutting it. And then he smoked it into the tree. Yeah, he <laughs> not, not him. The, other not guy. the guy that said that. I'm still making par here. Uh, no, you're not. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Corning was great. Um, But, yeah, then our tournament. How was the, how was the pasture? Dude, Birch Run is Birch Run National. Birch Run National, somebody called it. Yeah. So we've played in this three years now. This we, is the third. We have to get these guys up there next year. Yeah. Just to play the golf course because it's just, I don't know, it's unique. It's a very unique place. And, and even somebody said like, oh, is this your first uh, Birch Run experience? We're like, <laughs> no, we've been here before. <laughs> so I, I assume there's two sets of tees. Sorry, not everybody knows. Nine hole course. I assume there's two sets of tees, one for yeah. the front one for back. Yeah, there's a white and a black. Yeah, there's so. a white and a black, and they so, are – yeah, two sets of tees. It's not black's not longer on every hole, so you know it varies from hole to hole. So our buddy Marcus, who has been a guest on this podcast um, early in the day, the Tiger King episodes, yeah, cut her down in half, cut her down in half. <laughs> so he he hosts this tournament. Um, I will completely admit I don't know what the M M&M and M part of it is. It's Marcus and Munch or whoever is okay. Whoever the other M is okay. Um, it's not, not the rapper Taylor. I was going to say, is there a whole conglomerate? E M I N E M. Seven guys. <laughs> so this is a straight up cash tournament. Um, there is handicap involved somehow. There's this weird math formula. It's still fair though. I think. Yeah. It's nine holes, nine holes, best ball, nine holes, scramble. Um, so s- somehow based on the handicap, like I got five shots on the best ball. There's he, a calculation. He gave up a shot. Mm-hmm. I did par that hole, so we didn't give that stroke. Yeah, back. I had to Thank make you. I had to knock in the hole off the tee. It was a par three. <laughs> Not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. I had to make a one to make birdie. Yes. And Marcus, to his credit, who was playing the same, yeah. he made a birdie for a net par, which you don't see that very often. So I, I give him credit for doing that. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, there's a like a team handicap point something. So basically our score – our team and Marcus's team were the two lowest handicap combinations. So basically, it took our best ball total, our net best ball total, plus our scramble total, and then you subtract this other handicap score. It was which like point seven five, which for us was three quarters of a point. Um, there were some teams. This that sounds got, fucking confusing. I, I have no, I have <laughs> we, no we don't idea. Ask questions I have no play. idea how the math works out in this. We just show up and play. There was a couple, like one team. I think one of the teams that came in third, or the team that came in third place. Had their score minus like three and a half, so they actually had the most points coming off the board, and it and it helped them win third place. Yeah, this is uh, no flights. It's just twenty four teams. All the cash is going. 
there's a skin pot, and then the rest goes to first, second, and third place. So it's a lot of money you're playing. Skins are only for the scramble for the pack nine. Yep. I, I don't. I think it's because of the handicap. Because of handicap. Yeah. So it's easier for them to figure because when you're writing, you're filling out your card, you're putting on your net score. Mm, when you're doing your yeah. scramble, you're not putting on a net score. So it's easier to yeah. do the skins and stuff and not deal with all the. It sounds like it's pretty easy for the skin pool to get washed, though. Which, it did, but it almost didn't. It did. It almost didn't. That's correct. So we were on the eighth hole, our 17th hole, hole number eight. Again, it's a nine-hole track. You just play it twice. So we're playing scramble. It's a short par four um, to the point where guys like him and Marcus, Marcus was pin high in the morning. Um, so in the afternoon scramble, you and I maybe had 30, 30 yards to the green. Yards. 30 yards to, to the, the green. green. Pin, was in, pin the was in the back, so we had 50-something to the pin. So I hit first, thought I came up a little short, but I actually bounced on the fringe and rolled halfway the depth of the green. So I probably had a 20-footer. Um, so he had me go up and mark it. As I'm walking up, he and Marcus are having a conversation. and They they were doing good. They ended up winning, by the way, Marcus and his partner. They were doing good. So he opened his mouth and said, If we win money. If we win money. He said, just, I said, well, I might as well make this. I haven't made shit all day. We and we didn't. I made a putt, and then he made a putt. On, I made a putt on our second hole. He made a putt on our last hole. That was the only putts we made today, yeah. that, week, that day. Yeah. I said I might as well make this. I made shit all day. And Marcus opened his mouth and said, "If we win money and you knock this in, I'll give you a hundred dollars on top of whatever you win in skins." <laughs> Incoming wedge. I'm up on the green, standing relatively near the pin, so I have a different vantage point of it. Yeah, he chips it or pitch shot, whatever you want to call it. Hits the green, checks up, and then just starts rolling out. And I'm like, that's got a chance of going in. Rolls up, starts slowing down, stops with about a third of the ball hanging over the hole. That's and just sits there. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Marcus is like midair. I was like, why did I make this bet? <laughs> but did that would have been the only skin. That would have been the only skin for some hondos. I don't want to throw out numbers. Kid. Right. Yeah. USG might be listening. We'll tell you numbers afterwards. Probably bureaucrats <laughs> and not presidents, right? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, skin's pot washed. Um, afterwards, they go to some bar downtown and have a, a meal and whatnot. We usually hit the road just because we got to drive home. So, um, yeah, it's like an hour and a half trip. So I believe they went to the bar and put all the skin pot on the bar. I think one guy said they usually give like the bartender a $100 tip and put the rest on the tab. And nice. So that's what they did with the yeah. skin money. Um. Yeah, Marcus and his partner came in first. I couldn't tell you who came in second and third. I'm not really sure. It was a good time, though. It's the first time he's ever won his tournament. Everyone always accused him of putting the tournament on for him to make money. and just yeah. He plays with a guy who is, I don't even know what his handicap is, but he's not another scratch golfer. I mean, no. he just, he play, it's an older guy. He has a good time, and this is the first time they've ever won it. I think based on what I saw on a card, he, he had to be a 10 or a 12 handicap. Yeah. They, they just play, they played rock yeah. solid. So we hit the ball great. Uh, it's one of those courses where you overread every putt. You hit the ball and you realize, oh, that was straight. Oh, that was straight. There's only like two greens that have some break to them. Everything else, we were, you know, I don't know. It's a ball outside. You just hit it a ball outside, it. it stays there, and you don't make the putt. But then the ones you do decide to line up, that like they always say, the straight as narrow putts are the toughest one to hit in golf. So we seem to have a lot of like seven put seven foot dead straight putts and we just it's still it's hard to stand over and feel like it doesn't break right yeah so we kind of over 
Great greens. Overread them and didn't make them. Very good greens. Yep. Very good greens for like a nine-hole track. They still had the uh, prison wall plastic in the cart for COVID rules. Oh. I didn't realize one of the state health department offices is in Olean. Oh. So they were like right down the road. He, said. He, he goes, yeah, their, their office is literally down the road in our backyard. So we have to be a lot. We have to be very careful. So basically he said, as long if you put that, it's basically a plastic shield in between the two hanging from the roof. And he goes, basically, if you put that in the cart, it, it leaves no question whether or not you can have two people in a cart. We pulled pins like though. <laughs> I didn't even ask if we could pull pins. And then we were talking about. We were just, the guy has a conversation. He knows we come from this area to come up there. Yep. Just casual conversation before we started, like, how's things down there? You know, just bullshitting. I said, yeah, we were a little shocked. You got the things. I'm like, we saw those in a couple carts earlier in the year, but we got the okay back in, like, I don't know, late April or whatever. That's when he told us about the health department's right here, yada, yada. And I said, yeah, we're at a state course where we play. We've been pulling pins pretty much every place else we've been playing. He's like, yeah, we don't pull pins here either. He's like, so don't even ask. I was like, yeah, I didn't ask. But then we got out there around the first hole. Marcus walks Marcus over, yanks it out. Pulling pins today. <laughs> All right. We're like, oh, we thought he said he couldn't. Yeah. And then, then he said something. I go, oh, that was sarcasm from the guy. He was telling us, don't pull oh, pins. Yeah. Don't pull the pins. You know, the <laughs> one thing that I'm going to actually kind of miss, I think, I kind of have to look back. And really hash this out a little bit better, but I think I'm gonna miss the preferred lies in the bunkers because there was no rakes. So every time we play tournament, you get preferred lies. There's one way to fix that: eliminate rakes completely oh, or cheat. Don't, don't, hit, it don't, don't hit it in the oh, bunker. Wow, good one. <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, looking back on it, I feel like I'm always so tempted to give myself a nice perched lie that I, I end up hitting crappy bunker shots. I, I'm like, I feel like when I give myself a good lie in a bunker, I'm like, why did I do that? Yeah, because I don't want a fried egg, but I want <laughs> like 30% of that in the sand. I don't want. I think if up. you have preferred lies in a bunker, like we did at Corning, in my opinion, your best bet is to rake the bunker so it's smooth and then drop it from knee height yeah, so that you it. get somewhat of a realistic mm-hmm. lie. Yeah. To kind yeah of, you got to be able to splash it. When you set it up on top like that, you just yeah. can't splash it well. Russ and I, I don't know if you do it as much, but when Russ and I play together, like if even if it's a scramble, like if someone hits a good drive, we're like, don't touch it, just play it from there. I've done <laughs> the that. Other, the other person just set the tee down next to it. I did. The that other f- person can drop. Let that person hit first. I did that a few times in the River Valley. Remember, guests with Chris, we're like, we seem to get on a cold streak. We we're just parring things, and then I'd hit a drive out there, and I would tell him exactly that. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna appease the golf gods and not touch my golf ball here. So. Just leave it. Place your ball wherever you want, but I am playing mine as it lies. Try to get some good luck rolling here. I think that segue is pretty nice. I actually picked a star this week. If you guys are the stars, I, I think we shouldn't. Yeah, what's our what's our time at? We're at an hour and a half. So okay. yeah, well. So my star of the week is someone that you don't hear a whole lot about, and it's nice to see him making positive moves because the last thing we heard about him was that he has cancer. That's big, John Daly. Oh, yeah, Did yeah. you see this oh, yet? I did. Yes, I so did. So John Daly makes a hole-in-one in front of a golf pro at this course, which in itself is pretty badass. And then when you watch the video again, you realize he's not wearing any he's, shoes. He's barefoot. <laughs> barefoot is a charity event. And he yeah. didn't even see it go in. He's, like, trying to use his hand yeah. as a visor. He turned around and asked those guys, did that go in? Actually, here. I think he said it's Instagram, this is I think he said public it was, use. Oh, I think he said it was number 11. Oh, boy. Here we go. He golfs, apparently. They're talking about John Daly. He golfs. Oh, 
<laughs> He's just walking oh off like. Don Daly just made a hole in one, and I got it on video. I got it on video. <laughs> so the Love part it. that I th- thought was pretty impressive, I mean, when you play golf every single day like this guy does mm-hmm. for 30 years, you expect to put some real yes. stats up. He said this, this is his 11th hole in one. Yeah. So it's kind of. I think I'd still be through the roof excited. The I, way he I nonchalantly yes. walks over and he's just like, yeah, give me some skin, strangers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to make, I don't care if I'm 80 years old and I've somehow snagged a couple into the hole. I'm going to be just as excited as the first time yes. every time. I, 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 I agree with that. I've never had one, but if I'm like 80 when I get my first one, I'm probably a heart attack. I'm going to like be in the hospital right I'll be now. really <laughs> honest with you. Yeah. Have you had one yet? Yeah. Actually, that it leads into what I was going to say about sometimes you can not be excited about a hole-in-one, though. Yeah, but I just, when I had my first one, I didn't, you never know, like, when you don't have one, you're like, I wonder how I'll react. What am I going to do when I have one? I didn't know how to react. I was just kind of like, oh, shit, I think they just went in the hole. Like, I didn't know. Yeah. When I was in college, we had a really nice course, obviously, on the premises, but then we had a really nice range that was surrounded by practice holes. So there's, like, two par threes and a par four. And I was just out there with like a shag bag of balls goofing around and I had hit one shot on the par three. There's two pins and I hit to the back one and I went to hit to the front one and I dropped a ball. It's like 150 yards and bang right into the cup. And I'm looking around by myself and I'm like, what a waste of a great golf shot right there. Cause I'm not going to go home and tell anybody about this. Yeah. Well, you just told everybody. Well, I guess now I told everybody. Yeah. Five years hindsight. There you go. You're welcome for the platform. But yeah, that's like a kind of ace that, doesn't really excite you. It almost makes you mad. Like you chose now to go in the cup, right? Yeah. Russ, Russ has a half a hole in one. Yeah, my, I have one, but it has a huge <laughs> asterisk on it because it was in is that River Valley. They hold a par three tournament every year where oh. they set up every hole like a par three. So it was from a. Do have you? Are you? Have you played there? I've played the course, but not in the par three setting. That sounds kind of fun. So the the third hole, which ironically is a par three, yeah. they set that up from the fourth tee box. Tee box. As a 20-yard so, so it was like downhill? It, it was probably a 60-yard half wedge. Oh, they put it, put it on the in. front side of the fourth tee box, but yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's still a tough shot because that it, green slope's like that six green, degrees that away green, from you. As I say, point. that green does not accept balls from that direction. So it From did, any direction, actually, in my it, opinion. but It did go in and won a skin in the tournament as a hole-in-one, but I, I have a huge asterisk on that. I'll yeah. feel better when I have a real one. So... Just got to keep playing. Yep. All right. All right. I'll do uh, stars. I'll start. My third star of the week is Sergio Garcia. His first win since the 2017 Masters. And uh guy showed some serious BDE coming down the stretch. Hit that fairway wood into the par five to like three feet to make eagle. And then he was tied coming up 18. He had one, like he had 171 in. And he hit it to like. A foot and a half. It was like, that was nice. It was nasty. Like to be in that moment where like you haven't won since 2017. Do like, you think when you've won that much in your life, like he has? Because you figure, I know on the PGA Tour he hasn't had that many wins, but you think about the 18 years of his life before. That guy knows how to win. Do you think when you go almost three years without that feeling or even that being in contention down those last couple holes? Do you think it feels like it did 20 years ago yes. for him, or do you think it is a... a I, was gonna say, I, I bet a you those guys, if you don't win in a year, you're probably... He's a, he's You do it. You can beat two at golf. Like you, That feeling never goes away, and that excitement. Let's not forget that the next two majors are at Augusta. Unless yeah. you're Dustin Johnson. Huge, 
huge confidence builder going into Augusta. Just knowing that you can you can put it Which away. we know he puts good numbers up there. I mean Yeah. He puts up high numbers there too. Well he's got a green jacket, Augusta. that's all that matters. <laughs> Not a fan. But it's a good star. It's a good one. <laughs> Uh, speaking of people and teams I'm not a fan of, I hate the Yankees. Last week I gave LeBron credit, so this week I'll give a Yankee credit. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, finally yes. healthy. He's struggled with injuries big time the last couple of years. but uh, They're playing tonight, but through the first four games of the postseason for them, he has five home runs, 11 RBI. Um, his five home runs in the first four playoff games – it ties him with Juan Gonzalez for the record, most home runs, first four playoff games of a year. So, did Stanton, you see that home run? That thing came off of the night. launch angle of like which one? Four degrees. The, one, the first one that he hit. The the home run. The home run. Yeah. If you yeah. last night. Yeah. The yeah. one yeah. last night. Yeah. That's what I. Yeah. Sorry. So I believe that's. I believe they said in the Statcast era, there's been like. I don't know what this number Which is. Which I still don't believe it. They said it only went like 458, and I'm like. Well, that's. Because <laughs> it got interrupted a by a whole lot of that's stuff. A different, yeah. That's a different topic. Yeah, that's. Yeah. But in the StatCast era, I think whatever the number was, it was relatively low. It was like 20 balls have been hit over 118 miles an hour, and he has half of them. Something like that, which is a crazy number. I love seeing the track. It's. They don't call it that, but I love seeing the track man numbers whenever they yeah, pull them up. Yeah. Even last night when I was watching, they went kind of above and beyond. And I don't watch a lot of baseball coverage, but they were showing the specific pitchers the way that they grip balls for pitches. And one guy was talking about carpal tunnel and how he can't hold his, right. I think his four-seam fastball, he can't hold it right. And it's just really interesting when you start to look into that. You, you think that they're just throwing sequences, and you realize that they're trying to throw a lot of different pitches and make them look the same, like mm-hmm. tunneling and all this stuff that – Yep. There's a lot more to that game than mm-hmm. meets yeah. the eye. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Stanton, tearing it up so far. My third star. My third star is Ian Anderson, pitcher for the Braves. 22. His first two postseason starts ever. 11 and two-thirds, no runs, five hits, three walks, and 17 Ks and two wins. A lot of strikeouts in that series. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah, through seven innings today, there was 21 strikeouts between yeah, two Yeah, so teams. he had... He had um, eight Ks in his first start, and he had nine today. All right. Uh, my second star is also Stan. I just you basically right. rambled it off. My bad. No, it's fine. I just want to add to it. As a Yankee fan, I will admit that I thought Stan was a complete waste of money. So, in the round one of the playoffs, when he hit that home run, when they were already up mm-hmm. like seventy, I'm like, "This is tip. This is like an A Rod ass move for Stan." <laughs> like. Oh, hit one that doesn't matter. Yeah, hit one that doesn't matter. But then, yeah, to his credit, against Tampa, he's hit home runs that have yeah. mattered. So he's a massive asset when he's healthy. It's, he's yeah, he just, struggled. He with has the, struggled the last two years with the with the injuries. I think that's my biggest thing is like they spent a lot of money on him and he's never healthy. So he's, like it's he's really money. struggled with the Yankees. Oh, just staying for the, healthy. What, four years he's been there. Whatever yeah. he's been there. So last year I didn't want. I I was a firm. I'm like this guy shouldn't even be on the playoff roster. Shouldn't yeah. have been, but. It was one of those things where you put you spend that much money on him. Who who decided that? That upper management, right? Was that up to yeah. Boone or was that up to somebody right. else? That yeah, said, yeah. "No, you will play him because we spent this much money on him." Yep. Uh, my second star, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. finally had his breakout game with the Browns. Um, he actually rushed the ball twice for seventy three yards and a touchdown. Wow. 
and he had five receptions for 81 yards and two touchdowns. So that's all-purpose, total 154 yards, three touchdowns. To me, anytime a uh, receiver, running back, whatever, scores three touchdowns, that's a pretty massive game. So, Congrats to the Cowboys in setting a record of allowing 307 yards. So you had, I did hear a stat this week. The Cowboys have not uh, – oh, let me – <laughs> I might get this wrong. Let me while look you're looking that up. Yeah, you got Dak still throws 502 yards, four touchdowns, absolutely tearing it up, and they still can't win. 500 yards. Wah, wah. Yeah. I actually think I I yeah. looked this up the other day. Yeah, Bazinga. Uh, the Browns' total offensive yards was only like 11, 15 to 11 yards more than all of Dak's. Yeah. <laughs> right, and Mayfield only threw for 166 yeah, he yards. He never throws. He's, he's only averaging 180 a game. Of course, one of those big touchdowns for Beckham so was like a 50-yarder was Landry throwing a ball. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, that December 23rd of 2018 was the last time the Cowboys won a game where they didn't score over 30 points. Wait, say that again? Mm. They let... 2008, December of 18 was the last time the Cowboys won a game where they didn't score over 30 points. Jesus. So basically their defense. Their defense sucks. 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 <laughs> yep. Best defense is a good offense. <laughs> in, in that case, then their offense must be Not bad. when you give up 49 <laughs> points. Yeah. I'm just here to spit cliches, right? Isn't that what I'm here for? <laughs> I mean, they basically gave up. to look pretty off camera. More than twice the average of the team. Check. Of the Browns, the Browns I mean, they, weren't averaging that many points a game. They get basically it was like twice of what they're actually averaging. Right. I don't know the exact number, but then they give up like 288 yards after Chubb got hurt rushing. I don't know. It, it was, was some crazy that. number that after Chubb well, got hurt, it's 307 so, yards total. Well, but well, Beckham ran for 73 yards, <laughs> right? So yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So my second star is who is the Ottawa Senators? Um, oh, Alex Trebek who, announced. <laughs> this was great. Alex Trebek announced the third pick for the Ottawa Senators last night, which Russ already named his name is Tim Stoltze. So I thought that was a pretty good gesture by the Senators to have Trebek do that. I did think, see that. I haven't watched the video, though. I think he's Canadian. He is. Canadian? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said German. No, the kid uh, was. No, Trebek. Trebek, Trebek, Trebek is Canadian. Trebek is Canadian, Trebek is Canadian yeah. So I think Trebek's he, from the Ottawa yeah. area. So, so they brought him in. Yeah. Stutzle, yes. He's he's German. Wie heißt du? Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you call him? <laughs> What's his yeah. last name? That's all, they, that's all we know. Stutzel. Drink vodka. Had a good time. Stutzel. <laughs> Stutzel or Stutzle? I don't know yet. Uh, my first star is close to what you said. It was the Browns for the 307 yards rushing. Yeah. That's a big number. That is a really big number. Yep. Excellent. My first star is Holly Holm. Holly Holm fought uh, Saturday night, still over on Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. She had a unanimous decision over Irene Aldana, and she kicked the shit out of her. This wasn't a close fight. I don't know if you watched the replay of it. Or I anything. haven't watched it yet. So Holm had 187 total strikes landed, and going into this, Irene Aldana statistically had the best takedown defense in all of women's all of the women's uh, UFC fighters. So there are two weight divisions. This was three rounds? This was five. Five, five. five round main event. So main Aldana, event. again, statistically the best takedown defense in women's MMA. Holly had five takedowns. I believe she had one takedown every round. So uh, that was kind of the big question going into this. Could 
could home get the fight to the ground if she wanted against Aldana, and she clearly did. But those 187 total strikes landed. It, it was, again, not a not a close fight at all. Almost looked like the Adesanya fight, you know, without the yeah, knockout. I heard it was the best she's looked since she yeah. knocked out Ronda. She, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, she she pushes off the retirement talk. She is getting up there in age, so naturally that talk starts to creep in. But I, I think she's one of the you know the good people, if you will, in the UFC. And I would I would like to see her take another run at the the at title the belt. And if she keeps fighting the way she did Saturday night, she could do that. So Holly Holm, my first star. So my first star, I guess I'll pull on the heartstrings a little more. The San Jose Sharks last night with the 31st overall pick, picked Ozzy Weisblatt, but they actually signed the pick because his mom is deaf. So they signed the pick so that oh. she was able to understand who they were picking. So That's cool. thought that was pretty neat. Yep. You got a dud? Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I didn't have one, and then as we got talking... You guys made it pretty clear when I was telling you about my day that uh, I am the dud. <laughs> so the, it's not even sports related. It, it's just my day. Uh, here in New York, it, it, we had one of those fall days where you wake up and it's a bluebird day. It's going to be, looks like it's going to be 70. And then at 10 a.m. it's raining. Yep. So you, you pack everything up and you go, stays a wash. I can't get anything done. And then you're in your car about to leave. And then what's it do? Bluebird day. So I go about my business and I'm on a job site and I'm, I'm working on a weeping cherry tree, which it's not really that important. It's just a cherry tree that you pull the arms down. They all start to sag like a, a willow. Okay. And I'm under the tree. And as I go to get out of said tree, not in the tree next to the tree, there's this post like a hitch post. It's like two inches in diameter and it's got a light on top of it. And the light's kind of flickering it's afternoon. So I'm like, Oh, maybe it's just turning on a no big deal. And it's it's wet. like noon. It's, it's, no, it's like four in the afternoon. It's wet and slippery. And as I go to walk out, my boot slips. I slip in, hit my head on the hitch post, and grab said hitch post with my hand. Turns out the light is flickering because it's leaking electricity everywhere. So not only did I hit my head on the temple, I got shocked at the same time. Double whammy. That's what. That's why he was grinning earlier. I'm the dud of the week, or that pole. No, it's you. It's, it's definitely you. you. It's you. Thanks. Listen, to it's avoid it's being, an honor. I love it. To avoid being the dud, just maybe do a little more homework so you don't have to be the dud. <laughs> fine. I don't mind it. Yeah, if, if going forward, if you don't have a dud for the week, we're going to ask you how your day was. There's got to be a story there. So bring a dud for the week. You just admitted that you like hearing about my life. Yes, so I'm just going to start I don't want to embarrass you every episode, though. Yeah, but Russ is going to do a lot of research to make sure you're not the dud. He doesn't want to know about your day, so he's going to do a lot of research to make sure he finds one. I enjoyed the story. <laughs> I wish I was there. I just want to yeah. see the whip, weeping I taken cherry tree. and laughed at him. Yeah. I didn't know there was a thing as a yeah, weeping I'm have to cherry tree. I'll show you in about 30 seconds. <laughs> I would have made sure he was all right first, and then I would have laughed. <laughs> you are all right. We all know the insurance guy, so. <laughs> yeah. All right, gentlemen. Uh, good episode. Again, yep. 3starrecruits.com. Yep. And check out the other podcast for your betting advice, DFS units. Till next week. See you. If I'm not in the hospital. <laughs>